Hey, guess what? This episode, I managed to get through the entire thing without crying once. It happened. It's been a while. I don't know the last time it happened, but this time I didn't cry once. I got emotional, but I didn't cry. How close were you to crying? Uh, this time, I don't think I was close. I don't know. I had a moment where I started like, oh, I'm getting a little, but it wasn't like an emotional cry. It was kind of like a frustrated cry. Were you frustrated crying because you were... I wasn't crying. Okay. Not this time. Did you get frustrated because you became aware that fact is that you may be crying soon? So mm. you're like, mm, mother? <laughs> no, I got frustrated because you were playing the devil's advocate. And I got frustrated. And then I was frustrated with myself for allowing myself to get so frustrated uh. and allowing it to be so triggering when I'm like, oh my gosh, knock it off. Just have a conversation. So on this episode... Of what? The Energies Love Podcast. Where can people listen? <laughs> Everywhere. I think we need to... You need me to say them? Each no, no. Don't list them off, please. Oh. <laughs> There's too many. I was thinking that... Alphabetical order. Alphabetical order. Pandora. Apple. No, that's not That's alphabetical. not alphabetical. <laughs> um, I think we need a new place for people to listen. We need a new place? Yeah. <gasps> Castbox. Is that one? Yeah. I was thinking our front yard. Oh. If you want to come... Set up your lawn chairs. We'll totally play and put the speaker in the window, and you can listen to the podcast in our front yard. Absolutely. Just knock on the door. Knock three times. <laughs> if you don't want to do that, go to the website, which is theenergyislovepodcast.com. It's not the energy. Oh, is love excuse podcast. me. If you'd have gone to the website, you would know that. <laughs> it's on my home screen. <laughs> Energyislovepodcast.com with your guests, or I'm sorry, with your hosts, Stephanie and Craig. Uh, this episode is brought to you by The Refinery Barbershop. The Refinery Barbershop is located in Springville, Utah, and super exciting in the not-too-distant future. My guess is in the very beginning of 2020, so we only are a few short months away. They will be expanding. They're going to have more barber chairs, more space, more opportunities for you to come in and get your haircut, get your beard trim, sit in the wonderful, beautiful environment that The Refinery Barbershop is and get treated, get treated to an amazing haircut. You can go to refinerybarbershop.com, find out all their information there. You can also schedule and book your appointment online from their website, so they made it super easy and streamlined. And when you drop in to get that haircut, make sure you let them know that you heard about them, and you are there because you are a fan of this podcast. So episode 167, baby, what did we devote the majority of time to, you think? Um, well, I think... <laughs> God, you poking the bear. Uh, okay. I'm the bear. You're the bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that just got super porny very oh. quickly. Oh, you poking even... the bear, and I'm the bear. I like when the bear Stop. gets poked. <laughs> I think the majority of the time uh, on this episode we discussed safe spaces. Perhaps we did. To a point. And uh, what else? There was, oh, not the fucking text number for We spent a lot people. of time on that. I know. That was funny. Text a celebrity. Text a celebrity. You can text us at 801-628. You're going to do it. <laughs> I love you so much. Don't. There's so many times where you stop me from giving out my phone number on God. this podcast. Uh, you cannot text us yet because we are not famous enough to have our own text numbers. But if you would like to reach out and contact us about this episode that you are about to listen to or any previous episodes, the easiest way to do that is energieslovepodcast.com. Send us a message. Also, go follow us on Instagram. You can reach us there. But for now, folks, Barb, fans and listeners of the podcast, sit back. What's next, babe? Relax. Relax. Turn it up. Here we go. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The energy is the love podcast. The energy is love podcast. Energy is love. The energy is love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The energy is love podcast. I'm going to talk to you the entire episode with my eyes. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> going to use my eyes to communicate to you. And I'll just sit here and giggle the whole time. Tell you the things that I'm thinking with my eyes. You do that more than you know. I bet. You do. Eyes are the windows to the soul. Is that what they say? And then I ask you for clarification and you go, what? Huh? Exactly. What? <laughs> Sorry? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. 
Good evening. And good night. night. Where did I get that from? I believe it's the Truman Show. Okay. Um, this is a new, I don't, dawned on me. We dawned haven't, on you. I don't know if we've ever recorded in the evening. I feel like, I feel like we must have. Have you, can you think of a time? Well, just because I can't think of a time. I know we've done afternoons. Yeah, yes, this is a we late have night done podcast. An evening. It's not late night. <laughs> Does that mean we get a, <laughs> on tonight's episode? <laughs> um, what about when we were on our anniversary? And we record in the back of the van out at the hot springs. That I was more like in the that, evening, wasn't um, it? No? Maybe. I think this might be the latest. Either way, it feels late. It does feel late. I'm tired. You know how funny it is? How Do you funny? know what time it is? You were going to look. I Don't was going to look. Just guess what time it is. This will be fun for the people. Okay, so first off, we're tired. Uh-huh. We feel like it. I mean, it's getting dark outside. Uh, normally, at this point in our evening, we would kind of start relaxing and kind of no, baby, slowing yeah. down for the evening, You're good, right? Baby, slow down. I'm drinking uh, my, my cozy tea. So, baby, what time do you think it is? 7.30-ish. <laughs> no. It's 5.30. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not even quite 5.30 yet, so. Oh, no. Yeah. It's getting a little late around here. We got to wrap this shit up. <laughs> Kids, time, time for fucking bed. Oh, my God. Okay. There's a part of me I remember, like, so, so, so clearly. Um, I remember when my dad would be like, come on, like, time for bed. Let's go, right? And then you're, like, sitting there watching TV, furious that somehow you have to go to bed right now. And furious that he is telling you to go to bed right now. Like, don't you see I'm watching something that I used to watch back in the 80s. Fine, I'm not going to be able to sleep. (laughs) And I just remember being so pissed off and so furious at like the ignorance, the sheer ignorance of telling me to go to bed. I'm not tired. I don't need to go to bed right now. I relish in telling our kids to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) And not only like relish in telling them, making them go to bed. It makes me very, very happy. Really? Yeah, because it's bedtime. I don't care if they don't want to go to bed. <laughs> it's our bedtime and we want to go to bed. Go to bed. I can't stop yawning now. I have not yawned until we're sitting down doing this. Now I'm sitting here yawning. Yeah. Well. It's still too hot. Your tea? Yes. I had an epiphany. An epiphany? The other day. Tell me. Those are the best. Uh, actually, this isn't quite an epiphany. Just epiphany? Just epiphany. Okay. Those are Uh, so cool. You and I are at a new level of communication where we talk about so many things so much, so frequently, and so often that we have to consciously keep some of those things to ourselves until the podcast. Does that make sense? Yes. Because it's like, baby, I have this idea. Baby, I had this thought. Baby, I was thinking this huge emotional thing about my life. And we're constantly talking about all of those things all of the time. Yes. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But uh, then when I go to recount something on the podcast, it feels weird because yeah. I'm sitting there talking to a microphone to the pretend listener that's out there listening Instead of like carrying on a conversation with you, because it's literally a conversation that we had yesterday morning at the kitchen table or something like that. Yeah. So I think we have to hold just a little bit. And I'm not talking about all the important, amazing, beautiful things that we're conversing about on a regular basis. But I have an example of something that I've been holding on to waiting for the podcast. I always get nervous when you do this. (laughs) I'm like, shit. (laughs) I held on to tea, my concoction over here. And I'm pretty sure you have something that's going to be really difficult. <laughs> What's your tea concoction? No, no, no it's. Uh, it, I won't forget mine. I'm I, I curious. Made the, I made the joke. Oh. Remember, I'm like, do you want to hear about my tea, or should I shave shave it? <laughs> should I save it for the podcast? And you're like, um, if you want to, <laughs> <laughs> which it's actually quite. Somebody might want the recipe. So we should anyways. do like the last. Uh, we'll, we'll take a break in the middle of the podcast for Stephanie's tea time. And Stephanie can talk to you about teas and what she likes and how she makes them and give you recommendations for tea blends. Okay. Anyways. It's tea time. That would would be funny. Okay. So what was your your thing you waited Uh, for? Yeah. I've been holding on to this waiting to talk to you about it. For how long? Uh, Maybe a week. I knew you were keeping something from me. (laughs) 
<laughs> maybe, maybe not quite a really? week. Really? A little less than a week. Have I hinted on it at all? Oh, and no, you've no, almost no. Ta- no? No. Am I going to be scared? No. Not at all. I'm scared. No, it's totally stupid. Okay. Uh, there's this new thing. I don't think you are aware of it, and I've just recently become aware of it. Did you realize that you can text with celebrities and stars? <laughs> Tell me you're not. So, that's all I'm going to say is uh, tell me you're not so like, So you didn't realize that that's a thing is, now, right? Well, no, I don't have any of their phone numbers or their Twitter accounts or messaging them on oh, there. Oh, no, this is their direct lines. You have their direct lines. You can direct text with a variety of celebrities of your choosing. I'm sure they're the celebrities, quotations, are the ones that are responding to oh, they because are. they have time. So it's the same as like Facebook messaging no, and No, because it's not a social media app. You're literally texting them on your phone and you can have a conversation with them. Who's buying that shit? Okay. So there's this whole new thing that's really fucking retarded and asinine and it's driving me bonkers for the <laughs> most part because it's so silly. You're right, I hadn't heard that. So obviously I listen to a lot of podcasts. And the way that I've been hearing about it is through all the comedy podcasts that I listen to. Makes sense. So Bert and Tom, mm-hmm. they have their new podcast, uh, Two Bears, One Cave. Yes. Oh, my God. I was Le- going to say Two Bears in a Cave. Leanne, quick side note, Leanne yeah. Kreischer, who has been on this podcast and yes, we've been has. on her podcast mm-hmm. and we're a big fan of Leanne and of Bert. But uh, recently Tom was traveling, so he's out of town. Uh-huh. So Leanne came and did Two Bears, One Cave with Bert. So it's Bert and Leanne. Is it awesome? Oh my I haven't God. heard it yet. I'm it's so it. good. And at the very end, I'll spoil alert all of it for all of you, but at the very end, I don't remember what he asked her. Oh, he's like, what would this, what would, what would a podcast be like if it was like, what would our podcast be if it was just the two of us or something like that? And it was like, as the show was coming to an end and she's all, I don't know. And he's like, what would it be called or something like that? And she's all, <laughs> oh God, I love her. <laughs> she's all one bear, one cunt. <laughs> Oh, it was hilarious. And she totally cracked herself up. Rightfully so. Uh, But anyways, yeah. So I've been, I heard, I heard those guys talk about it. Uh, Whitney Cummings, um, she's got a new podcast. Uh, uh, Amy, Amy Schumer. Uh, Anyways, apparently Ashton Kutcher, 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 Snoocher. Ashton Snoop Doggy. No, what's his last name? Co- Ashton Cooch. Co- well, shit, Coocher? I knew it till you said it fifty different times. I don't know. Ashton Cushion. It's the you've been punked, dude. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mr. Mila. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you don't remember that show? Yeah, of course I remember that show. And why did you give me that word? Because he's not known for punked. He's known for the '70s show. He's known for being Mr. Mila. Because mm. hello. Yeah, Mila. Hello. Mila Kucher. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's, he has some hand in this app that celebrities can I buy into it. that's called Community. And basically, you can sign up if you're a famous person. And then... We should sign up for it, though. They give you a phone number, a legitimate uh, 801, blah, 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 phone number that you can then give out to your guests, not your guests. <laughs> give out to your uh, fans. Whether you have a podcast, whether you have a comedy tour, whether you're just a fucking famous person and you want to give your fans your their your phone number, right? Okay. And then your fans can directly on their phone text you at that phone number. Okay. So it's real, but it's not real. Yeah. Because obviously it's going like they have the they have the ability to go and look and see and read all of those apps, or I'm sorry, all of those texts. Mm-hmm. And they can respond to them if they want to. They can respond to them directly if they want to. So you can send them a personal message and receive a personal response from them, right? Or it's a bot. Well, or they can also just flood you with shit and tell you when they're coming to your city and how you can buy tickets to their show and check out my new Netflix special coming out tomorrow or wish you a happy birthday automatic message that is randomly put in there or do you have brandy's number did you get brandy's no but she is somebody that we would probably i would totally text brandy carla (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh hold on this might be a good idea how silly is that it's pretty ridiculous well i think i don't know the thing is from what i think i think it's dumb but well it's just another way for them to promote their shit which 
how many more ways do we need to be able to promote our shit, right? Because literally, like if you're a famous person, like let's take Whitney, for example. I like Whitney Cummings. We we actually went and saw her when she was here in Salt Lake City. Wish we did. She did a great job. We watched her Netflix special, which wasn't as good as she was uh, live. Anyways, she has social media. Mm-hmm. So she's got all of her followers on social media. She has like continually, continually been a guest on tons and tons and tons of podcasts. She just recently came out with her own podcast. She... I mean, she just has copious amounts of ways to reach her fans. Why do they need one more way? Well, I have a theory. I don't, you have a theory? I'm thinking what, because the publicist told them to do so? No. Which theory? Mm. I don't have a theory. We're both drinking tea tonight. Uh, the fact is they don't need one more way to reach their fans, right? They're oh. already reaching their fans. Yes. But what? this little thing of where you can text with them is making people feel special. Oh. So they're making their fans feel special, right? Well, that's kind of kind of sweet in a way. Is I realize it? it's, well, you immediately look at it and like, oh, it's just feeding the egos of, I'm texting, I'm texting Whitney. Like, well, look yeah. at me. However, if that's the case, that's kind of sweet. Okay. I think maybe their intention's a little sweet. Well, I don't. I think their intentions are <laughs> come to my show when I'm in your city and here's how you can buy tickets. Well, why wouldn't you want to? We're texting buddies. Right? <laughs> I don't think they're terrible people, obviously. Yeah. It, but I, I feel like it is, once again, just one more way to manipulate us, the Ooh. dopey people out here in the universe that aren't famous for like... Yeah, like I was texting with Bert the other day. What do you mean? Well, I was. See, he was totally texting with Bert. He told me happy birthday, or I sent him a picture of my dog and he laughed at it. Right? If if Brandy sent me a text saying I'm gonna be, you should come to my show. I'm selling a kidney to get there. Like, like yes, Brandy. So I can see the I can see the pull that it would have. Because if you're a big enough fan that you would pull that, that you would try and whatever, it's gonna work. So it made me think about it made me think about connection. Yeah. And it made I me think really about kidney, the by the way, pop pod. You know, because what I don't get, these people, when I say these people, like these celebrities, have had the capacity to do that all along. Right? If you want to text somebody, you can just like if you want somebody, if you want to be able to communicate with your fan base directly, you can message them, right? Like you can message your followers, I think. Or if a follower message, messages is you, you can respond to that message if you want to. You can. I think it's just a no way of making that. that like, because a text seems more personal. When we text somebody, it's like we're texting our friend or texting our family member. We're texting somebody that's close to us because we actually have their phone number as opposed to um, like I've, I sent Alanis, uh, a long time ago, Alanis Morissette, I sent her a direct message on Instagram yes. because she needs to be on this podcast at some yes. point in time. Did she respond? She did not. <laughs> I was not surprised. I'm not feeling the love here. I'm just saying, well, it's because you need to text her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If I had her number and I could just right? text her. Yeah. Okay. So Ashton, can we get... A couple of phone numbers. I think we just need to do, we need to be on the app. We need to have phone numbers that our fans can text I us t- I said that at the beginning. Didn't you hear that? Mm-mm. Jeez. You want to do it? Yeah, absolutely. And then we can let them know when we're going to be in a city near uh, them? Well, they want to know. <laughs> I don't and know what they want to know. What about the fans that don't like texting? Well, then they can go back to Instagram. What if they don't like direct messaging either? What if they're more of a phone call person? I do not like texting. I don't you think can you call can the talk. Numbers too. You can talk to everybody that I text, and they will all be unanimous that I. I think you're the only one that I text back like right away. I hate texting. I would just call me. I don't want to sit here and try and figure it out. And then you think, well, I don't want to be on the phone forever. Like, I don't want to be on, like, texting forever, back and forth. What and do you do when to... people call you, though? 
Oftentimes you don't answer. (laughs) (laughs) Just knock on my door. Like, I hate the phones. (laughs) Just come to my house. So then you can sit behind the curtain and not answer? (laughs) I don't do that. Do I? (laughs) I don't do that. No, we answer the door. It's because nobody comes here. You can call us, text us, or come knock on our door. You should call or text Craig. He's a pretty much always on his phone kind of person. And then you can knock on the door for me. There you go. I'm always working. <laughs> this is why we're having this topic that he's held on to for a week because it was so good. <laughs> I just thought you it was funny and interesting. Working. It is. That's I have a lot more thoughts on it. Let's hear it. I think I don't have positive thoughts though. That's okay. No, I want to be positive. I don't want to why? be so because have you met us or this podcast? Okay. Well, thanks for calling me. We're not a all, negative Nancy. We're not all love Sorry and light all, here. Yes, baby. we are. I am love and light and unicorn poop. Um, because I think for one, whoever came up with it, way to put themselves out there and come up with something to like make live money. off of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Make money. Abundance isn't a bad thing. Yeah, and Ashton Kutcher definitely needs more. He, well, I'm sure he's given it to charity. Um, and then if it's a way to, I don't know, bridge the gap, I can just think of all the good intentions and yeah, I'm probably being dumb and it was probably nothing but money, but I'm going to be positive. I'm not going to participate, but I'm going to be positive. Hmm. If Brandy does come out with her. I'll probably participate. You'll probably, you wouldn't even know what to do. Oh my God. Because the whole thing is like, you can just text them and then you get an I automated can, response, right? And I you would be feel like, it. Just oh the God, thought I don't know what to say. of something Start coming the message back. Deleted. Like, hi, Stephanie. I'd be like, ah! <laughs> 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 I can feel my face hurting yeah. from my smile just thinking about it. Yeah. Whatever. It would be pretty cool. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that would have that response from me. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, definitely not your husband. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, we could think that of somebody sitting across from you and true. you know, married oh to god. you and uh, oh my god, make you dinner tonight. Oh or my god! No, I love, love you. To you this morning, um, or... <laughs> and I love your text. And what do I tell you when you call me? I get so freaking excited when you call me because I'm more of a, the voice, the communication over text. So when we talk on the phone and you call me, it's not just that you answer my calls, but when you actually call me, I'm very, there's nobody that gives me that feeling. So there you go. Yeah. Who would be your, other than your wife, who would be your number one? Like, oh my God, if you got a response from yeah, I don't think that I have anybody that I would be like, oh my God, I got a response from them. Seriously? Well, like... What if it was a real response? Yeah, like if Matt Damon starts having a that, real text conversation with me, I would be pretty damn excited about that. Okay, I can see that. However, he was not even on my top four I that would you like, would choose. I would like text messages from Brandy. I picked Brandy. Mm-hmm. I picked Alanis. Okay. Am I saying it wrong? No. You looked at me weird. No. Okay. I, I I thought you were talking about your picks. Oh no, I'm picking your picks, yeah, babe. You're picking my picks. However, I agree with your picks. You your can picks, pick are... your friends' picks, but you can't pick your picks. Shut up. Your picks, by the way, are I would 100 percent love those ones. So like we're in alignment there, except for Matt Damon. I think he's great, but I'd be like, oh, that's cool. You should text my husband. He'll get much more from this than I will. <laughs> um, then I would pick Cheryl Crow for you, and then Jewel. In Why that is order. it all just musicians? Because you have a thing for women musicians, and that is like your whole life thing. That's that's why I picked. That's not my whole life thing. Really? Yeah. No. Let's ask anybody who ever's known Craig for real. I like musicians. I like music. I like that happen I like to be artists. women and women with guitars. Girls with guitars. I can't can't uh, can't say no to a girl with a guitar. <laughs> well, I'm just, I, if anybody out there wants to teach me how to play guitar, I would be. I think I can play. I just haven't learned yet. So if somebody wants to. It would definitely be an actor. Really? Yeah. I would have totally picked any of those women. No, well, I would pick any of those women too. If they want to text with me, that's totally fine. It would be pretty awesome. Yeah. But I thought that would be your first picks. No, it would totally have to be some actor. Really? Yeah. Well, I know like you're all movie, but you go crazy over those women. Not any crazier than (sighs) me. I'm sad I'm wrong. Natalie Portman. Okay, there you go. There you go. I believe she would take the cake over all of them. I would kind of throw my phone down. I don't think... Well, I would do that thing where you're like, oh, I got a text message. And you pull it up and you look, what the fuck? And you throw that down. like, holy shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. If there is 
Oh my God. I would love that. I would love the opportunity to meet her without you. Mm -hmm. Hear me out. Okay. Just, and have this amazing person that is so nice. And then she feels the need to say yes to this crazy fan and say, please, can I just like, can you just call? No, because I want you to see her too. It's like, can you just, just come so we can say hi. Like you'll walk in and sit down where he's expecting me just so you can say, just to see your face, just to see you lose it. I bet you would melt. Like, and I don't mean like, oh, melt. I think you would melt. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Did I get any of that out or was I, I too t- excited? I would try to be so cool. You couldn't be cool. If Natalie Portman came and sat down in front of you and said, hi, Craig, you would not. You couldn't be cool. I would. I just said that and your eyebrows shot through the roof. No, because I just went there and I'm like, what would I do? What would I do? What would I do? Um, hello, Natalie. Uh, fancy meeting you here. What are you doing at our kitchen table? You would not be that cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking like in a restaurant. I wouldn't be a creeper like you should come to my house and meet my husband. Like I'm going <laughs> to. Maybe she wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe, right? <laughs> come record in our bedroom. That would be so cool. We've got another stool. But like in my mind, making it like we're in a restaurant and I run into her in the van. I'm like, just go sit down in my place, please. He will never be as happy in his whole life as he will be in this moment if he just gets to sit across the table from you for a moment. That would definitely not be my happiest moment in my entire life, but okay. it would be very cool. Well, what would be, is it about me? Are yeah. you going to throw yeah. it on? Okay, you're so yeah. sweet. So on top you of that. You are my happiest moment. Thank you. However, if I could somehow sneak Natalie Portman across the table, so when you look up from your phone that you're always on, because you're always working, and you see her, oh my God. That would be cool. Set it up. Set it up. I would love to. Can anybody help me out? But approach it in a way that doesn't sound weird because I feel like all of this sounds weird. My birthday's coming up in March. So we have a few months to make this happen. I love it. I would love it. We frequent restaurants such as Panda Express. Yeah, we're not eating there. Costa Vida. Costa Vida. Um, We go to Costa Vida. What other other fancy restaurant, fine dining establishments Uh, do we go to? Uh, We do the salad bar at um, Whole Foods. That's right. So that's a good place. (laughs) That's right. I could see Natalie at Whole Foods. She'd be at Whole Foods. She would definitely fit Mm -hmm. in there. Can you think of any? We don't go out in case it wasn't obvious. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, okay, that's it. I could see her being like... That's your biggest ultimate fan moment to meet somebody would be her. Yeah. Can you think of a thought that you've had recently that you haven't shared with me? No. Okay. Really? Nothing? Um, I feel like... I feel like I don't really have much of a filter with you anymore. I feel like most of my, I used to not say hardly anything. And I feel like most of my day is, comes into my head, comes out of my mouth. Like, I feel like I'm just open with you. That's good. Yeah, but now I just realize that I don't have anything to add. I don't have any mystery. It's okay. Um, There's no mystery to this. Let me think. I've got stuff. I know I've got stuff. I just can't. I'm not good at being on the spot. You put me on the spot for anything and my my brain goes blank. Well, I have something else. Great. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Your last one was good. Uh, We talked about this recently. um, Because I keep a list of things when I have them pop into my head. (laughs) I used to. I have this written on this list and I don't remember totally what this is in conjunction with. Um. But it's kind of like a, not a phrase or a saying. Uh, it's a thing. Men can't handle power until they've made journeys of powerlessness. I don't remember exactly where I got that. I think it was in something everyman related. But uh, I liked that. That's why I wrote it down. And it's on our list of shit to talk about on the podcast. But I don't, uh, it's not coming to me now what that is. Okay. Um, oh, recently when, uh, we were talking about, um, the conversation and we're not guilty of anything cause there's nothing wrong with this, but <laughs> says every innocent man, <laughs> I'm not guilty. Uh, no, we've done this on the podcast copious yeah. amounts of times over and over and over again, but the conversation surrounding masculine and feminine and kind of picking apart and dissecting 
masculinity and how men can be better men and what's wrong with masculinity and all that kind of shit. And right. then the same thing with feminine and how blah, blah, blah on that side of the spectrum. Yes. And you and I have had those conversations a lot on this podcast and we've had those conversations with people and guests on this podcast a lot. Okay. And recently you and I were having a similar conversation about that kind of topic uh-huh. when we realized that like, oh yeah, we need to stop talking about the split and the dichotomy and the polarity of masculine and feminine and just start talking about people. Yeah. That all the shit that we talk about for men being out of balance and needing this and needing that and having to tap into their emotions or be vulnerable and all, that totally applies to women across the board. Yes, it does. And the vast majority of women are dealing with deficiencies or lack of in those arenas as well, right? And excesses. And excesses, right? Too much. Um, <coughs> stuff's taken off her shoes. Nice getting comfortable. And uh, same thing when we have the discussion about feminine and femininity and what that looks like and how it, all those kind of, it's just all is applicable to people. Yes. So I want you and I, okay. hopefully, we can do a better job of when we do discuss those type of things, really coming at it from the perspective of people. Okay. Rather than uh, specific categories of people. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sorry. I'm closer now. You're okay. I was getting comfortable. I like it. Do you think there's ever a time where, oh my goodness, excuse me, the conversation, I sh I'm sure there is a time this is too big of a... Oh, God, we're sitting here burping up our tea. I'm not burping. I'm sniffing. The ginger got me. Did um, it? Do you ever think there's a time when it makes sense to have the conversation about men or about women or about a specific category of people rather than just people as a whole? Um, yes. What would that be? It's a conversation we've already had that you won't like. Okay. I love having the conversations that I don't like. Uh, oh, you know what? No, I guess it's tough. I, I my first thing that I go to is the woman's right to choose what she does and does not do with her body. Mm, but that's applicable to men. Men can do exactly what they want to do to their body. What I'm saying is not that not to somebody else's body, but to their own body. That argument of women's right to choose how did you phrase it again? To do whatever they want to do with their body. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, every discussion point, every argument, everything that we could bring out and talk about in regards to that and women, 100% mm -hmm. applies to men. So we can just talk about it from the standpoint of people rather than men or women. <sighs> to a degree? Mm. Or do you feel like there's some oh God, uniqueness? I'm stubborn and I feel like there's uniqueness because I am so like, not only do I think men don't have a say in what a woman does with a woman's body, I don't think any woman has a say in what any other woman does with their body. It is a personal decision for that woman and that woman alone. And she can incorporate all the help and resources that she chooses to with that, but it is up to her. So men shouldn't decide and women shouldn't decide for her. Everybody, I guess it's a people thing because as much as I want to choose what is best for my body and what I want. You get to choose what is best for your body and what you want. Right? <sighs> so yeah. that, that conversation, so guess, okay. we can just talk so, about it from the standpoint of people. Okay, you're right. I see it. It took me a minute. Everybody has the right to do with what they choose and please with their bodies, yeah. and nobody can tell them otherwise. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying because I can hear all the, like... The backlash that would come with that. I'm not saying they can like choose to inflict harm on other persons because that's what they're doing with their body. They totally not... can choose to do that though. Okay. Go ahead. No. I don't even want to debate that. Don't even be devil's advocate. Like, no, don't hurt somebody else. Yes, that is. That's a choice that it that is individual a choice, is but making. I don't want that to be an acceptable choice. I want that to be, if that's the choice you make, there are going to be severe consequences. Of course, there's consequences, but yeah. we still can't take away their right to make that choice. I think so. There's no way to do that, Stephanie. In my in my brain. Okay. Everybody's no, I don't like that. Just don't. You okay. always do that. And it's okay, but like 
this time it really makes me mad. It's like, it, for me, I don't know how to not hear. And I know this isn't what you're saying, but I get so upset with that because the only thing I can hear is you are saying it is okay for men to make the choice to assault women or children. And I know that's not what you're saying, but I'm so sensitive to that, that that's the only thing I can hear you arguing, arguing for, even though I know that's not it. So when it sounds like that, I'm like, no, even though I know you're not. So tell me you're not. I know you're not. I'm, what, not, what's your I'm point? not sitting there arguing just that point, but. And same with women. Exactly. They are out. I mean, it's not the same numbers. So they think that it's not, but it's still a problem. Women are still violators. So the argument, and it's not an argument. The statement. Like people. Is people have the right to choose what they do with their bodies. But don't inflict a choice. Don't take a choice from somebody else. No, don't do that. But you still have the right to do that. You do not have the right to do that. We can't take away. It's not a right. It's a choice. A choice and a right is not the same thing. Okay. But your body is your body. So what you choose to do to it, with it, however you choose to use it, is completely 100%. You have free agency to do that. So you're saying I have a right to go and assault people. So think about this, Stephanie. I can't hear do this. I'm going to present a world to you where we implant a chip that eliminates that part of our brains. That's going to cause harm to somebody else? No, 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 no. So now no longer, if I I get pissed off at somebody, Mm -hmm. this part in my brain goes, and then I don't go and punch them. Well, you should not go and punch them anyway. You're right, I shouldn't. But shouldn't I have the right to make the choice or should it be made for me? Okay. Yeah. I understand what you're saying free will, but no. There's definitely consequences. We're not eliminating any of those. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't like this conversation. Because this comes down to words as well. Excuse me? I'm making words with my mouth and with my body right now. Right? (laughs) Good job. I'm using my body to speak. Yes. Right? I should be able to say whatever the hell it is that I want to say. And I'm telling you not to say that. And nobody should be able to tell me that I can't say a word or okay. maybe maybe I can't gesticulate <laughs> in a specific manner with my you know hands. What? You're right. You can do all the stuff, but Right. I have I the also, right to do those things. You do, but I also have the right to not participate. Perfect. So you I don't the right want to, to get up and, and out. storm out because I don't like where this is going. I want to keep it going. So I'm telling you I'm not comfortable with this conversation because it's upsetting me to the point uh, because I don't see it that way. I cannot, like you saying it's right is infuriating me. So what yes, would be another I, word? Because you have the same right. I can't I, take I that away from you. Well, if I ever try to activate that decision or that choice, I really hope you do. If I get to that part where I would hurt somebody else, I hope somebody's ever stop me. What if they deserve it? I love devil's advocate. God, it pisses me <laughs> off. You know that thing you said was going to happen later tonight with us? Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Because she's talking I'm, about sex, folks. I'm talking about not having sex is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know why I enjoy devil's advocate I don't know so either much. because I'm really upset. And like if you were anybody else... I wouldn't sit here and argue my point. I wouldn't sit here and argue like, no, that's not right. That doesn't feel comfortable. That doesn't feel good. What I would do is I would leave the situation. I would just get away from it. I'd be like, oh, okay. And I I would leave. I wouldn't have that conversation. I would not engage. I wouldn't say you're wrong. I wouldn't say you're right. I would simply remove myself because it doesn't feel good. If that's your mindset, I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to try and change it, but I'm not going to participate in it. And guaranteed, I'm grabbing the kids and being like, don't look at that. Get out of here. You know, I'm going to hustle away. So I'm only having this conversation with you because it's you. And I know that you really don't think people have that right because if, but you do, right? Oh my God. Ooh, that was mm. a ribbity frog in your throat. Uh, I'm kind of sad. I know. I'm a little worked up. Well, I. that's okay. You can be a little sad and you can be a little worked up, right? Obviously. But anyways, just like that, I can let it go. So I see your point. Everybody has the right to do with their bodies as they choose. I don't think they have the right to inflict it on anybody else. And I hope that people 
just because you can do something doesn't mean should. And I hope that one day all of that stops and they stop doing it. So That's a good go. way to phrase it. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Gwen, our wonderful daughter the other day, said something to me on the phone that I hadn't thought about. She recently went to uh, our state, not our state, <laughs> our, our nation's state capital. capital. Our nation's capital. <laughs> yeah, she okay. went back to D.C. for a work thing that she had with school. Mm-hmm. And um, she talked about one of the speakers that she saw presenting there. And the speaker was referencing her generation. So Gwen is a junior in college. She's 20 years old. So they were referencing her generation and kind of the generation surrounding her right now and how safe spaces are very important and how they've become a thing, right? Where we have to keep, like, not just make safe spaces, but create safe spaces for things to happen so that people feel safe in these spaces, right? Okay. Like, you know what I'm talking about when I reference safe spaces, right? Mm -hmm, I do. So that's a big thing for her generation and the generation that's kind of in that place right now and how important that is. And they've almost gone overboard with it to the point where it isn't, um, it's like becoming counterproductive where we're starting to restrict some freedom of speech and some things like that, that, you know, aren't really personal point of privilege. Yeah. Personal point of privilege. Um, but she, the point that, the speaker lady, whoever the hell she was, was making was part of the reason perhaps that her generation feels that to be such a necessity is because they have grown up like Gwen was two years old when 9-11 happened. Yeah. Right. She's grown up in an environment and in a society and in a culture that has been at war in one way, shape or form since she was born. Right. No real times of peace. Also, all the um, school shootings that have happened and have continued to just rise in numbers on a regular basis since Columbine was right around that same time period early because it was kind of the matrix was, I think, 98 or 99. And then I think Columbine was probably like the early 2000s, right? So because of that, that's why they have taken to creating safe spaces and making it so important, which I totally get and understand. Yeah, that's uh, definitely makes me supporter of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Had you ever thought about it that way? It makes sense, though. It makes total sense. And I think, how could I have not thought of it that way? Now you hear that, it's like, oh, that's, that's horrifically obvious. How, why did, why did somebody else have to point that out? I should have made that conclusion. Come here. You can have a safe space. I got a safe space for you. It's okay. (laughs) Want some chocolate? I got that too. I like safe spaces. I like the idea behind people having the opportunity to congregate and meet in an environment that is safe for them to feel and express themselves however they choose. What I don't like is if you disagree with the way that person is choosing to express themselves. It's no longer a safe space for them. All right. I see. I see your point. That doesn't work, right? Calling me out. I'm not calling you out at all. (laughs) Not in the slightest. It's just the counter argument. It's the thing that the speaker lady that Gwen listened to, I have no idea who she was, was kind of referencing that maybe perhaps it has gone overboard. Maybe they've gone too far in that direction and have to bring it back a little bit and bring some balance to it. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's accurate. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing with words, right? So much of a, I was thinking about that too. Well, I wasn't, I'm just now thinking about this and I'm going to use the kind of same context of this lady's argument or explanation of it because words are so important to these kids, right? Mm -hmm. And all the words and the verbiage of everything has been changing over the past 10 or 15 years where words that were once okay to say and speak aren't anymore. I said one earlier, I don't know if you caught it. I guess I didn't. I said retard. I said you the always R word. Say that. That's not going to jump out at me when you say it. <laughs> uh, but that's an example of a word that is no longer quote unquote safe to use anymore. Yeah. I'm okay with it not being used too. You're okay with it being used? No, I'm okay with it not being used. Not being used. Yeah. Um, but perhaps I hear your point. part of the reason why that has become such an important thing, mm-hmm. especially to Gwen's generation, generation right? 20-year-old, 25, 30-year-olds, is because they grew up with the internet where 
that was the main form of communication was words. So it wasn't in-person communication where you could actually see the person, feel the person, hear the person, know the connotation for what they were, they were speaking because of their body language and all those type of things. Mm-hmm. It's all written. It's all comments and responses and text messages. So it was very much about words mm-hmm. rather than the meaning behind those words, right? Yeah, I can see that to a point. Well, maybe it's not a good argument. I literally no, no, just no, pulled it. I, I like it. I like it. I'm like, that makes total sense. But then I had this one, um, like, what is it? Proverb? Proverb? Yeah. One of those. Thanks. <laughs> meme? Um, Was it a meme? <laughs> no. It's like this old, like, as soon as you were saying that, I'm like, oh my God, that makes sense. Everything is right there and not connecting, not face to face. But then that old saying is, the pen is mightier than the sword. So words have always had that power. What about sticks and stones? Oh, oh, good counter. I got nothing for that. That was a good (laughs) counter. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) I am defenseless now. You win. (laughs) Wow. I got nothing. That was a good counter. That was great. Totally the counter argument of people, even in regards to like the safe space conversation, that thinks they're just a bunch of lazy pieces of shit that needed to be spanked more, right? Yeah. That had helicopter parents and put them in timeout rather than paddled their ass and made them clean their rooms. So we've just softened society so much to where they get hurt by words. Mm -hmm. There's a stupid meme where... It shows like the 20-year-old in a black and white photo back in World War II storming the beaches of Normandy, right? And then the 20-year-old present day sitting there crying and the meme is like, you know, somebody said a mean word to you and you're devastated or, you know, have to seek therapy. And meantime, this 19-year-old back during World War II was storming the beaches of Normandy, right? Like, yeah, that's obvious, but luckily for us, the 19-year-olds today don't have to do that. But they to a point. Yeah, to a point. We're still at war. And we're still sending babies out there. They don't. <laughs> we shouldn't be sending old people. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but our oldest, like you said, 20-year-old, I'm sorry. I still. It's not a lot of decision making right there. Like, I definitely don't feel that life and death battling decisions should be placed on those shoulders should be placed on anyone's shoulders i'm 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 not just saying just she's the only one like yeah that (laughs) it's just anyways i guess that's a whole other thing that that's just i'm grateful for i don't know i just I, i i just i remember the first moment when that really sunk in like the age because it was like yeah that's 18 you go to i grew up on a military base i never you know, that's what you did. You know, it never, hell, I wanted to join when I was younger. You wanted to enlist? I did. I was going to, in my brain, can you see me? Yeah, I'm over here getting all upset over words. But at the time, I, um, oh my God, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a pilot so bad. You know, so bad. I, oh my God, so bad. I grew up always seeing the jets flying overhead and hearing them and then when I worked they would like the the base airport was right by my work so I would see them land and take off and I every time was like a kid at Disneyland I was like <gasps> I didn't care who was around or how dorky I looked it was just my full body so I grew up with I guess veterans I have so many in my family that are that like and I grew up on a military base so it never I didn't I never saw them as kids you know it was just like that's just kind of what you do and then when you're an 18 you're an adult and that's that and um and then even as I got older I never I saw I never saw it the first time I saw it was um we were at wasn't a great house you and I were together we were at somebody's house and their next door neighbor had uh an 18 year old son that had been in and out of trouble and had just enlisted and was going into the Marines and was going through, had made through, through so much. And he already had like so much pride in himself. And he came over and he was talking to you and he was talking to others, but he came over with his flags and was like showing, presenting all of this stuff with so much pride, which is wonderful. Right. But 
he wasn't a man that was showing this. He was a little boy coming over with his little cars and showing that. And it was just like, he was so young and it hit me at that moment. I was like, oh my God, he's a baby and he's going to go over there. Like, oh my God. So that was the first moment when like, this is not okay. That age is not okay. Anywhere near that age is not okay. They are still so impressionable and still soaking up their opinions and ideas as opinionated as they are from their surroundings. They are not, you got to give them some time to come up with their own ideas, their own opinions, their own standards before you put that on them. You can't send that age. I'm not, I'm not saying that, um, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a military. I'm not saying that all, I'm not saying any of that. It's not any anti-military. I'm support them, the military, not the government, the military, just like the soldiers themselves, the individuals. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be there. I'm not saying that I'm not grateful to every single one of them. I'm just saying, Oh my God, why would you send? They're so, they're so young. It's not okay. So that's, that was just it. I just remember my first moment of Holy shit. When do you feel like would be a good age? I don't have that answer. Because you're <laughs> the, the thing that you said where they're kind of forming their decisions and their ideas and their thoughts about the world yeah. from their surroundings, right? Mm -hmm. They haven't yet gotten to the point where they're uh, forming those ideas and those thoughts from within themselves, right? They're not. Okay. They're 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 taking the information. They're in. still sponges. Yeah, they're still sponges, mm -hmm. but they're not taking the information in and. Like, like a sponge takes water and then you squeeze it and water comes back out. And at some point, I think in our lives as adults, as we evolve, we take water in, but then when we squeeze that sponge, something else comes back out. Is it shit? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's our own thoughts and our yeah. own ideas. So we're, so we're not just regurgitating what we absorb, mm -hmm. but we are turning what we absorb into our own mm -hmm. and then giving it back. Taking what resonates with us and leaving what doesn't, having our own. Um, I think 26 then. 26. And I'm going to give you my reason for that. Whether or not, 26, 27, 27 maybe, <laughs> 27 before you can. Here's my reason. Your frontal cortex is not done developing, which forms your rational thought, which is your decision making, which is, that is not done developing until you're about 25 years old. So those that shouldn't be programmed before it is able to decide itself. And then you got to give, so I say 26, but that's like straight out of the gate, right? So maybe 27 because you have that fully developed and then that gives you a chance to then integrate all of, so just that little bit. And then, I don't know. I think it would be, I still don't want the need for it. <laughs> I yeah. don't want it to be unnecessary. We don't have to worry about it. But like, wouldn't that be beautiful? I was sitting here thinking about, because um, 26 seems really old, right? No. Well, from damn current still standards. Still a toddler. At, I right? hate to say that that age. Uh, uh, so then I'm thinking like, well, we need to change the right to vote until you're 28 or 26 <clears> or 27 or whatever. Or we need to push back the drinking age or all We should things. definitely push back. We, should, I we know. totally should. Oh my God. Uh, we shouldn't even actually have a drinking age. We shouldn't have... You want to give 12-year-olds beer? There should just be a healthy relationship with alcohol in our fucking society where we don't have to worry about keeping it or hiding it or putting it anywhere else or putting restrictions on it. It's just fucking alcohol. It's not a big deal. Anyways, what I was... The thought that I had was... Right now, if we were to move that up to the age 26 or 27, that would mm -hmm. seem so crazy and bizarre. But if we start living longer and longer and longer, maybe it doesn't seem so crazy and bizarre, right? By the time you're 18 years old, you know, we think that, I mean, think about not, not by the time you're 18, but by the time you're 26 years old, we think you've already like grown up and you're already on your way and you're, you know, you've already maybe graduated from college or you've already had a career or something like that. But what if we are actually living longer so that 26 isn't even a quarter of your life yet? Yeah. Right? Wow. Maybe you're not even at that one that's quarter of your life yet. So if that's the case, then of course we can bump those things up because we would acknowledge the fact that you're not fully developed. So then it made my brain, my fully developed sponge brain, take mm. your information in and spit back out my own. 
Like I said, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it made me I go back. I opinions. Uh-huh. And I thought, because we've been sending kids to war forever. I know. And it's right? not like we're one of the oldest, I mean, like the oldest age allowance. Yeah. That are yeah, out there. Yeah. They're so but, I mean, babies going. Back in the swords and shields and arrows days, right? We were sending kids to war. It's always Countries been that Countries are way. still sending kids to war. I know. Okay. Anyway, Jess. Uh, but think about it from the, so that the, the, the argument that I just made for the fact that we may be living longer in the future, so it wouldn't be that big of a deal to bump that age level up to where we're more fully developed. Okay. We lived much shorter time periods back in those days when we would send children to war. So perhaps they were already ready for war. No. Well, think about it this way. So back in the day. That's why everybody was dying because they were sending them so young. Granted, that's probably a bigger factor, (laughs) but it doesn't help with my argument. (laughs) Imagine back in the day where like 40 years old would be the equivalent of a hundred years old today, where so few people lived to see 40. If you lived to see 40, you were like the shaman that everybody heralded and you were the chief of everything because you made it that far. Well, you can get ready to bow down next May then. So if that's the case... Then 10 years old no. would be the quarter point. Like you, by the time you were 10, you would already have lived a quarter of your life. I don't like that. I'm just using it as an argument. I right? Know. The thought process is that perhaps we were ready for war back in the day because we were actually fully developed and ready to make those decisions and have those actions and all those type of things and carry the weight of what that took. It's not a very good argument. It's like it's an interesting point of view. Mine differs. Well, I don't agree with it. Then I'm glad we're spending time on it. (laughs) It's just a crazy thought that I had. (laughs) It's kind of interesting though, right? To think about. Yeah. I don't like it. It just makes me sad. We think about the life expectancy and how it has increased significantly. Mm -hmm. And we chalk that up to uh, like medicine and healthcare and... Which we don't um, have any of. So (laughs) like, uh oh, 40s around the corner. (laughs) But the reason that people are living longer today than they ever have before is oftentimes attributed to technology okay. and advances that we've made in science and things like that, right? Sure. Where now we to know point, what yeah. germs and diseases are and we know how to care for those things and everything like that. What if it doesn't have anything to do with that? Yeah. What if that is 1% of the reason why we live longer today? Ooh, what's your theory? I don't know. Oh, I was ready for some good stuff. Maybe it's some crazy universal evolutionary planetary thing. Yeah. And that's why we're living longer today. Maybe it's because the stars knew that we were going to have this amazing love story. And it was going to be full of amazing, I'll just say like a really amazing sex. And they knew that 40 years was not enough for us. So they extended it. So when we got here, we could really reap the benefits. Except for of tonight. Our love making. Yes. Except for tonight. Yeah. Because you. <laughs> what do you think of that one? If we're just pulling crazy stuff out here, like, what do you think of that one? I think it's very valid. <laughs> totally could be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I like to envision us having sex at 80. Oh, we're going to. I know we're going to, but I like to envision it and see what like it looks me? like. Well, I guess we keep. I don't think we're going to be as old as we think we are when we're 80. I hope not. I think when we're 80, we'll be like, yeah, we're 80. What's the big deal? I hope so. You know? Because like the age we are now, I remember being young and seeing that and being like, Ugh. like you're having sex, really? Like, <laughs> oh my God, you're so old. I remember because we're both approaching 40. And we are. And, but I remember, so one of my good friends growing up, Kelly, Kelly had older siblings. Yes. His uh, older, I'm trying to think of what his oldest brother is. I don't know. But he's older than we are, right? And I remember at one point when Kelly and I were in high school, his oldest brother had a kid. And I just remember thinking, holy shit. And I think at the time he may have been approaching his 30s or something. I could be way off. But uh, I just remember thinking how old that was. I'm like, how? Like 35? When you're 17 years old? That's old. Seems like a life. Like what? No, 35 Mm -hmm. isn't an age. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what 35 is going to be like. Yeah. You know, and that's that's less than 20 years difference. So now fast forward to 60, right? 60 is going to be nothing. I hope not. I don't think we're going to feel any different. I'm feeling a little different thinking about it right now. No. Thinking of some previous conversations and being like... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's fine. You're cute. 
Um, I hope not. I hope like I honestly I didn't think 40 would feel like and granted we're not 40 yet, but I didn't think it would feel like this from what I viewed it then. Like, oh my God, it was so old. It was so old. They say a lot but of it's times. It's not. It's like it's it's what? It feels good, right? I, it feels good. Yeah. Like I'm okay with like this if like oh this works. They say that it's like the time when everything finally starts coming together. Like it's your forties are like when everything like you've made peace with the past, you've find happiness with who you are, uh, you're content in life. All these things just really start falling into place. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> I'm well, ready. You, you still got a little bit to go, Mr. 38-year-old. Well. You're just a little whippersnapper over there. <laughs> Freaking millennial. That's why uh, th- so this cute. isn't a, a safe, safe space, space anymore. Yeah. Come here. I'm feeling very um, unsafe right now <laughs> with your words and personal point of privilege. I no longer want you to insult my millennialism. Oh. I find that very uh, disrespectful I... to all previous millennials that came before me. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> we watched some silly clip on YouTube with. I don't even remember what it was, but it was a bunch of people getting together for some sort of conference or something like that. And they could never get anything done because everybody in the audience kept interrupting with personal points of privilege that needed to be addressed immediately. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Sometimes it was the same thing. Yeah. I don't remember who that speaker was. You could see at the end where she was kind of done. Oh, yeah. But oh, my God, that woman had the most extensive like the biggest patience I've ever seen. She was like, okay. And like very, like over and over again, she would get one word out. Uh, okay, go ahead. It was so nice. There was so one personal nice. point of privilege that was like clapping, I think. Wasn't there a oh clapping one? Oh my God, there was a clapping one. Where it's too loud for some of us that have auditory or sensory issues. So if we could not clap so loudly, then that would be easier for some of us. It wasn't clap loudly. It was clap at all. Mm. And I understand that if you're taking a test, but if you're at some like thing, like if you're at a fucking conference or meeting where somebody's up front on a podium talking and saying things, and then people want to clap at what they say. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Is that too loud? Tell me you've never been to a concert or a movie theater. You tell me that that's too much for you. You've never done that. An amusement park, anything. And then I won't clap. It would be so fun to go to one of those and oh just troll God. in person. I can't do that. I, I can't I, either. We're yes, not you those could. T- no, because I'm totally not that type me. of person. Well, it's because it's you and you we're sitting in our freaking living room. You made me we're not in our I mean, in our bedroom. <laughs> you, uh, you had me all spit fired and I couldn't get my words out and I was all angry. There, I hit the mic. <laughs> I could never do that. Yeah, I know you can. You're yeah, too sweet. I am too sweet. I'm not a jerk. Even though I like to be, I'm a jerk in private. We'd get back in the van and be like, oh my God, baby. Those fucking idiots, a bunch of fucking retards. Did you hear them? Fucking Christ almighty. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you should see what happens in our van. Oh, There's you should. There's lots of fun conversations. There's lots of, our van is fun. I don't ever want to get rid of our van. Don't start talking about getting rid of the van. No, I don't. I love our van. I know, but. I, I wonder how many more years we're going to have. That wonderful van. I wonder how many more adventures we get to have in the van. How does it get any better than this? There we go. <laughs> I like the van. I, like I was you. aunt. You like me? I like you. Hmm. And you. and the van. You like the van? I like you. I was anti-van. Do you remember? Yeah. I, when I got it, I did not want a van. Yeah, you didn't want to rock the minivan. I did not. I got like I would. <laughs> never mind. I was so fucking spoiled. <laughs> how old were we? How, we we, were we've young. had the van for five years. Okay. So like 34? Yeah. 33, 34. I remember I would, there were times that I would forget that I was in the van because I'd be listening to music, some music and the windows down. And like, and then I'd be like, oh my God, I'm in the van. Turn the music down with the windows up. I can't rock out. I'm in the van. Oh my God. And I'm like, I don't care. I'll dance with the van. <laughs> but I would get so, cause I'm like, you, you're in a minivan. You're not supposed to. Rock out in no, a minivan? No, you can like rock out to Wheels on the Bus, but oh you can't rock out to, like there's no gin and juice in the van. There's just juice boxes. <laughs> juice boxes. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. And I look back at that and I think, wow, Stephanie. Wow. 
there was so much insult on a minivan and I had so many like, are you going to be a stalker mom? And like, it was just the stigma of the relationships and that's all you were is just, or not the relationships, but the religion. And that's all you were was a baby factory and that you lost all your value and you didn't have any sense of style or any sense of sex appeal or any sense of anything. I'm like, oh my God, you have no idea how much sex appeal vans have. So before you go judging, <laughs> when people drive by in the van, just think, damn, you go. Because there's lots of sex there's in the van. There's lots of sex in the van. Um, Anyways. We got to wrap up. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. You haven't done anything wrong, for heaven's sakes. I just went on a rampage about the minivan. That's okay. We like it. Okay. Uh, two things. What? I think we need to do something popped into my head. I think we need to do a future episode where you and I discuss how different we are from when we met. Okay. Differences that we see within ourselves and differences that we see with one another. Okay. What do you think? Okay. We've been together for seven years. Yeah, I think so. Our like that. fifth anniversary is coming up next year, mm-hmm. but uh, we're definitely different. A hundred percent changed people. We are. Nine. Yes, we are. Yeah. And we stuck it out together. Yes. Through each of our, excuse me, burping above ginger through each of our growths and changes and evolutions and everything we managed to stay together and grow stronger through all of it. So yeah, Mm. maybe we'll do that on a future episode. Okay. And the second thing is, Mm -hmm. oh, fucking ginger burps. Um, Did you chew it? Did you eat it? No, I didn't eat it or chew it. I put fresh ginger in his tea. I don't think people thought I ate ginger. Like, well, I was trying to figure out on like the uh, Gilligan's Island, but <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could say <laughs> moving on. I just got your brain all squirrely. I love it. Uh, no, next week you got to come up with some shit that uh, we that you want to talk to me about, but that you hold on to for a podcast. And keep in mind, baby, it's on the same level of. Stupid text messaging apps for celebrities. I'm just like, I had so much awareness during this one of like, no, I get emotional during the podcast. I get fired up. I feel heard, even though I can't articulate. Like, I get too involved. With and the then, podcast? Yeah. And then That's I'm just like, I like totally had to mellow myself out because it's like, oh my God, I'm always getting so wrapped up in things. Like, calm the fuck down. So I don't know if I want to come up with something that I'll try. The fact that you get so involved and passionate is a word that you're probably searching for. You get passionate (laughs) about things is a wonderful thing, my love. And we want to share it. Yeah. Well, I love you. I love you. Tune in next week to see our passion all over the microphones. So we're not doing tea time? Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I love your smile. I love you. I love you. Good night. We need to stop talking about the split and the dichotomy and the polarity of masculine and feminine and just start talking about people. Come here. You can have a safe space. I got a safe (laughs) space for you. It's okay. (laughs) You want some chocolate? I got that too. I'm going to be positive. I'm not going to participate, but I'm going to be positive. You know that thing you said was going to happen later tonight with us? Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. She's talking about sex, folks. I'm talking about not having sex is what I'm talking about. (laughs)